This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Thanks for joining me again. Today, I've got a guest, Carl Reeder, who has been on the podcast a lot. He's a, a really integral part of our support group inside Rheumatoid Support, where he's one of the coaches and members. Uh, are able to ask him directly questions about particularly their knees, but also other aspects of the uh, physical challenges with inflammatory arthritis. Now, Carl's with us today. He's got new things to share. Uh, another case study, I believe. Uh, Carl, welcome back. Uh, what do you got for us today? Hi, Clint. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, another exciting case study uh, to share with you, with your listeners today. So, I'd like to just introduce you to a lady that she's uh, 65 years old. Her name is Maloney. She said I could share her name with the, with the audience. And she's, uh, she lives out in New Zealand. And she uh, was, uh, as she describes, uh, she has RA in both knees and swelling and in a lot of pain. Couldn't walk, couldn't get out of a chair. Um, and her words to me were she just was broken and, and hopeless and, uh, and really, like uh, you know, really, I felt just uh, the pain that I could, you know, see that we, she was in. And um, she told me she had listened to our last podcast that we'd done together on um, pain reduction and swelling in the knees, and she thought she'd give it a go. And so, I, when I saw her, I could see that she was, yeah, she was struggling, and uh, it was really getting her down. And you know, I was, I just said to her, just the power of, of, of functional movements. And, and basically we we're going to start off very slowly with her. And I, I said to her, we're not going to do anything hectic because she could barely move in this chair. And, uh, so she, she went from basically not being able to get out of a chair, walk or drive in three weeks, uh, get out of a chair comfortably, drive and walk. She just sent me an SMS, a text the other day saying she's done 5,000 steps and, um, yeah, I was, it's just, it was, it's a remarkable uh, turnaround. And, um, you know, I, I think she's probably sent me about like 20 texts saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, I keep saying, you know, it's, it's not really me. It's the work, it's the body and the human body, but it's been a wonderful case study. So, you know, we can unpack that and just go through what I did with her and, and just share what I want to call like that, that key move that really made all the difference. Man, what, how good does that make you feel? Because I feel great as well, just knowing that. I've introduced her to you via the, you know, the online support group that we have, and then she's reached out from there to, you know, expand her help and and gotten, you know, one-on-one -on -one private uh, video calls with you on a weekly basis. And so I feel so happy for her. I mean, no wonder she sent you 20 odd texts because <laughs> when your knees are like that, and I can talk from personal experience, like it, life is a nightmare. So let's, Let's have you tell us as much as you can about what you did with her. And I believe she also is doing our Patterson program diet as well. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's why we do what we do, what, why I do what I do. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's so rewarding to help people, even just small changes. And, 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 uh, and, and I, I, that's yeah, exactly why we do. But getting back to the, you know, your question, I, for me, 
the simple thing was just getting it out of the chair was going back to what I call the rock and roll maneuver, <laughs> where we 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 position her in the chair where she can she can use that momentum of where you 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 like sort of sort of sit back and you do a few rock and roll from the pelvis and generate power. And I really want to expand on this because it's so important for the listeners to understand this, but where she would lean forward and get her center of gravity forward and then push through her heels and use the big muscles. So the glutes, the buttocks muscles and her core muscles to get her out where she was using her knees to get out of the chair. And it just was just agonizing. And what I'm discovering as I work with clients and as I just as I just grow to my own experience is that the the body like it's it's not just been, it's momentum but it's you're generating energy and power so these you've got to look at it as like battery packs and so when you use your buttocks and your hip flexors and your core they're like the big main battery packs and that sort of backwards and forwards movement is like you kind of charging a cell phone you're generating current you're generating electricity to sort of power you up out of the chair and um it was like one session she got back to me and said, I can totally get out of the out of the chair without any pain in her knees. It was it was that that made such a remarkable difference. And um I kept going back to her and saying, Are you sure it's just the way that she said, No, that simple rock and roll. I've never been taught that maneuver. And it's just it's it's changed my life. And so and the week before I had another client say to me, that little thing you told me about rocking and rolling, getting out, it's changed my life. So it seems to be there's such a key thing that I take it for granted, I can get out of the chair without any pain. But for people who are really struggling, this this maneuver is so, so powerful. Well, you know, for those people who are watching, uh, maybe you could demonstrate it from side on. I'm, I've put you on the spot there. We haven't talked about this. Yeah. Um, or uh, given that the majority of people, you know, listen to the podcast, um, potentially talk us through it as well. I know you've got your headphones on. If need be, you can take those off. But uh, just see what you can do here in terms of demonstrating and also talking uh, whilst connected with your with your earbuds. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the, the key thing is that when people generally get out of the chair, they want to they want to like could stand straight up, like vertically up. It's sort of like, and so you'll see them gravitate towards their hands and they want to push themselves up using their elbows. And so when you go straight up out of the chair, you use your knees to get up, and that's where the pain comes because you get that compression. What you want to essentially do is get your, your center of gravity, let's see if I can get myself, like over your knees. So you want to bring the, the, the body forwards, but it must hinge from the pelvis. And a lot of people hinge from the mid-back and lower back, so they get lower back pain or they're not quite sure where to get that, that hinge from. It's got to happen at the, at, the, at the level of the hips. And what I often do is get them to put their hands on the front hip bones, like right in the front of their body. And those bones have to literally sort of move down towards the floor. And as they move down, they can see my whole body is shifting forwards. And that shifting of the weight, it's got to do with the center of gravity. It sort of brings it over your knees. You take the load from the knees and you shift it into the hips, which is where the power comes from. And that activates the buttocks and the glutes, ugh, the glutes and the hamstrings. And at that point, as we have, uh, we get a feeling for it after a rock or two, we can then apply the downward pressure. And the important point, I think, is that it goes down through the heels. Correct. Well, that just adds, stimulates or activates what we call the posterior chain muscles. So in other words, the back muscles in the back of your body. So that'll be your hamstring, calves, glutes. And that's the power muscles you want to use. Now, you're obviously going to use some thigh muscles, upper your quadriceps, but it's the power has really been generated from the hips in this exercise. And that's it's the shifting of the load from the knees to the to the hips, which is, which does the pain reduction. And the rock and roll is basically, if you have your hands on your hips, you kind of, you can just see in the video, I'm kind of just sort of 
like getting ready to launch. And it's this this sort of uh, feeling of like you're using that momentum to generate that power that you go sort of one, mm. two, three, and then you stand up and you push up. Mm. Carl, mate, I um a couple of comments around that. Uh, first of all, I taught my mum this ten years ago after she'd had uh, two knee arthroscopies. So she's seventy nine. She'll be eighty in des- on December twenty fourth, and. I didn't. Uh, I I uh, learned the sort of weight in the heels thing through doing nearly a thousand Bikram yoga postures, uh, Bikram Bikram yoga classes, where the the sort of the first of the squat exercises, it's weight in the heels, a hundred percent of your weight in the heels, but don't take your toes off the ground. So I've always sort of known this way before you and I met. And Mum came to visit us the other day for my four, my son turned four, and don't you know. In the morning before breakfast, there she is. I told her every day, do 20 of those before you get up. And and she does, sorry, before anything else. And there she was doing those 20 things. I said, how are your knees? She said, perfect. And she didn't even want to talk about it. They're, they're perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it's fascinating, isn't it? Just this very simple movement. She doesn't have to rock anymore, which is tremendous. She just comes straight up. She doesn't have rheumatoid. She just had, uh, you know, some wear and tear arthritis in the knees. So. What sort of schedule have you now got this person on that you're working with? Um, and what's the progression or what is the scale from that? Where do you go from there? Yeah, that's a great question. So just firstly, she's doing like those exercises three times a day um, and she's doing about two to three sets of them of about seven repetitions. Now, you know, I, I didn't even think she could do that. She kind of like, we were, we were discussing her program and she said, no, she wants to do more. And I said, well, if you, if you want to do more and you feel that's fine. So she's, you know, she, she's, that's what she's doing. We then went to uh, getting out of the chair with a weight, the seated sort of like a seated squat where she would hold a little, like a two pound or three pound weight. Um, the other thing I got her doing, which is very interesting is um, using the arms to generate power for the legs. So I've got her doing a lot of upper body, like arm swings, walking, like mini punches. We've talked about that before, little punches. And then I get it on the chair and then we go for the lower body. So we're using the upper body to essentially charge the lower body. And she always says, my knees feel so soft or it feels easier. So that's that's also been very interesting for people struggling with the lower body is to, to start with the upper body exercises and then go do your lower body. I'm even using that now for elite triathletes where they struggle with muscle imbalances and I get them to first warm, do the arm stuff first, then go to legs. And there's a huge difference. Okay, great. And so with that, do you have her seated for this? And do you also have the elite athlete seated or it's just because of her limited limited uh, ability that you had her seated for the upper body? She stuff? started seated, but now I've got her standing. So the progression is from sitting, obviously standing. So do all the exercises she does standing, whether it's with the weights, whether it's elastic bands, resistance bands that she's using to pull, um, we started with stair climbing, but that's that's still her one knee, her left side knee, still still quite um, not so much painful, but restricted. So we just uh, we're working on that, balancing out that strength because you know there's compensations. But you know, as you say, you're going from no sitting and standing and driving to walking and everything. It's 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 just you know I, I thought that progression has been incredible. But um, I'm now we're working on getting that that left side of her body stronger. Did you mention to me before we started or after we recorded that she's now done like a thousand steps or something? Five, five thousand steps last week. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Five thousand steps and she couldn't get out of the chair before. 
Yeah, no, she, she just said, I mean, her notes to me here were, I was weak, I was broken, hopeless. And I just, every time I sat down, I just had this panic, not a panic attack, but anxiety would follow because she said, I don't know how I'm going to get up. I don't know how I'm going to get off the toilet. And, and so it, it's, 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 it's such a big thing. And I think as well, like we've talked about this before for listeners, but like any sort of anxiety or fear about movements is something that they really have to work through because as you know, it's such a handbrake to movement. And just just knowing you can get up without that you know that horrible pain is is just that alone is so positive on the mind. So let's say that someone just wants to implement whatever you've just talked about today, and they just want to give this a go at home. Correct anything that I've said that's wrong here, but it would be along the lines of when you're in the chair, um, get your two feet flat on the floor, maybe shoulder width apart. I'm I'm guessing or just no, no, that's great. Yep, and then. Basically, get in the zone, start uh, moving the body forward and back from the hips so your upper body is quite uh, uh, a straight line. Correct. And then as you come forward on maybe the third go, uh, push down through the heels, use the momentum to come up. And once we get a few of those under our belt, then treat them, I guess, like squats and do like like if you're your client, maybe uh, three sets of seven, three times a day would be a great place to get to in a couple of weeks. Correct. And then... And then if we're feeling uh, beyond that, then do the upper body and then do those workouts as well. I wouldn't imagine if the upper body is like heavy resistance, you wouldn't want to do that three times a day. No, absolutely. No, no, that's that's more like a little warm-up, not with weights or anything, just very gotcha. simple. It's very simple, like walking arms, you know. But oh, it depends. Mm-hmm. Every, every client is different. So some have shoulder problems and you got you can't do that. Yep. Just to see just that the description of the because a lot of clients look straight ahead when they want to get up. And when you look straight ahead, you, you have this tendency to kind of arch your lower back or you, you push up, which then switches off the core muscles. So you actually want to look facing 45 degrees down in front of you. That keeps you connected through the chain. Um, and it's very it's one of the first things I correct. I often get my clients to say, where are you looking? What are you looking at? And that just sort of positions them naturally with the eyes, which is very powerful. Uh, the other thing is just foot slightly turned out as well. Uh, that that also helps with the knees, especially when you're sitting down. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, if someone has an imbalance on one leg to the other, let's say one knee is swollen, the other one is okay. Um, what would you recommend in terms of trying to avoid overcompensation and using only the the good leg, or um, do you have a strategy for? you know, um, how we can restore that, the balance there. Yeah. You can. So what we do in, 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 especially when I used to rehab, uh, knee replacements is you just put the, 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 the sore legs slightly in front. So you, in other words, you move it about an inch forwards and that already shifts the load. So you're not getting, it's not like you're putting that leg right behind that you, all the legs, if it's your left leg, it's not like your right leg's doing hundred percent of the work. When you put your sore leg one inch in front, you're getting, 85% of the right leg doing the work. When you put it like in two inches in front, then it becomes, sorry, sorry. If you, an inch in front, you're getting it, you're getting like about a 60, 40% ratio. So the further forward the leg goes, the sore leg, the more the right leg is going to do the work. But clients, we play with that online as part of the coaching. So we play around with how far the leg needs to go. It's a great technique to, to, to bring load into that leg without, without straining it. So it's a good question. Yes, that is good. So that we're controlling the exposure of the load to the exposure leg that the load. has the 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 weakness. Yeah. 
Okay. And remember when you go one leg, one leg, you, you know, especially in standing, that's, you'll see that with a lot of hip patients, like you've you got four X, we say four X the body weight. So it's four times the load is on the knee, on the hip. When you, if you're standing on one leg, like climbing upstairs, for example, you, you've got all your weights on one, one little the surface area of the hip. So it's four mm-hmm. times the, the load. So that's, when you when you make small changes, it's it's all got to do with loads. So it's it makes we talked about it before as well. Like small little changes make a big difference on the on the loading of a joint. Mm. Okay, great. Well, that's really uh, I think what we wanted to cover today. Nice quick one, just to 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 give this tip and to talk what talk about this wonderful uh, results in your case study uh, for your client and share that good news and that that simple strategy for people with really serious uh, knee issues at the moment. Carl, did we miss anything? No, I think that's, that covers it. I, I, I'm sure there's things in, our, in the program where guys can go and have a look and see for that technique and, and um, practice that as, as at home. And it's also it helps you with the, that technique, helps you with, as you say, progressing into squats and everyday bending. It's, it's, it's something I teach from elite athletes right through to people who have just come out of hospital. So it's, it's such a, if you can learn this and get it down, it's, it's, very, it's, it's a key step in the right direction. Yeah, awesome. And going back to my mum talking about her 20 a day, I do the same thing. I practice what I taught, taught her as well. And so I do 20 squats before breakfast because Arnold Schwarzenegger said you shouldn't be able to eat food unless you've worked, unless you deserve it <laughs> yeah. by doing a workout beforehand. Uh, so I just do 20 uh, squats before, and I do 20 again right before bed because I like to think that I want to lubricate those knee joints and get blood flow and activity to my legs before they then are stationary for another eight hours or so. Sorry, there's just one thing I think it's important if if, if listeners do try this um, and they do get pain. So that's part of where the coaching comes in because often there's handbrakes we have to work through to help you squat. So some of the stuff that we're doing is releasing back tension or we are mobilizing ankles or I'm I'm doing deep breathing. We're trying to just sort of release handbrakes because it's a lot of stuff sort of has to um, be in accord or function semi-optimally to get out of the chair. So that's also a big thing we do with her as well. Like just trying to activate muscles and just take it through like a little thing like that. Cause it's, you know, it, it's, it is, it's, it's involves multiple joints that getting out of a chair, you know, your ankle joint, knee joint, hip joint and back joints and neck joints. So there's a lot going on there. You have to sort of communicate and be happy. <laughs> yes. Uh, in terms of that coaching, um, one of our much loved members and uh, administration administrators of our support group, Ellen, she is singing your praises as well. She's been working one-on-one with you for some time. And she says, not only has he made me, you know, feel better, but he's also funny and he makes me laugh. So, <laughs> so, so maybe, she, maybe it's the last thing that's doing all the work. I don't know. <laughs> not sure. But she's happy and uh, and you know, I'm 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 happy because you come on and, and share some great tips and uh, and help people. So thanks very much, Carl. If you want to go You're and welcome, book, book a session with Carl directly. Uh, it's carlreadercoaching.com. Otherwise, uh, come over and join us in rheumatoidsupport.com and you can contact Carl that way as well. Thanks very much, my friend. Thank you, Clint. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.